All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the All About the Data podcast show. You already know what it is. We back with another special guest for y'all to drop some more data gems. I like that data gems. We got to take notes on that one. Back to drop some data gems. (laughs) Uh, But we got for two in the building. Sorry. Uh, I'm go ahead and just introduce her, but I'll allow the co-hosts to introduce themselves and we can get it started. Hey, welcome back, y'all. I'm Shanice, and we have a very good show ahead of us today. You already know what it is, Jafar Campbell, Quant King Jane, the building. Yeah. Quant King, gonna start calling him Quant. <laughs> gonna start calling him Quant. Shouts to Frank. Oh, yeah, Quant, Frank Quant. in the Discord said, we just called you Quant, so we're going to call you Quant. Quantum mm-hmm. physics. Yeah, you're going to be J-Mar day to J. Quantum <laughs> physics. <laughs> but we again, we got special guests for, t- for two in the building. For two is actually a doctoral student in cybersecurity at Marymount University. She graduated summer cum laude with a bachelor's of art in political science from Howard University. She continued her education at Fordham University, where she received her master's of science in cybersecurity. Her research area of focus is on privacy with the emphasis on policy and data in cybersecurity. Fato is a currently a data scientist at a consulting firm, a visiting professor of computer information systems and data science adjunction professor. I've seen so much data science, <clears throat> masters, cybersecurity. You the goat. <laughs> I try, you know, I try. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's impressive, your bio. Yeah. Thank you. That's pretty dope. Yeah, I, yeah, like, I feel, I feel like, like we're... Hmm? Right? Like, how many master's degrees do you have? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I felt like we were just too? a whole, whole researcher, professional, politician, some sort. I'm crying. Not the politician. <laughs> that's, <politician. laughs> that's, that's, that's good, though. Never Life is never in the learning journey, right? So okay. that's, that's what's up. But go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, now you said the most of it is actually interesting. Um, so I'm originally from New York. I was just telling them that the Buggy Down Bronx. Um, I currently reside in the DMV area. Um, my actual transition into tech wasn't like something that I actually like originally planned to do. Um, I actually studied political science in hopes to go to law school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had an internship um, with the New York Supreme Court and the Bronx Supreme Court in the same summer and decided that this is not for me. That's not something that I want to pursue. Um, Although I was like really in love with like the whole idea of law school. I think the process of me getting to law school, the LSAT kind of scared me a little bit. So I am a little punk. Um, Mm -hmm. So shout out to everyone who is in law school and got through the LSAT. Like really like shout outs to you. Um, But another thing was my heart wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you are going into a career and you just realize that, like, you know, this is something that I knew I wanted to do since I was young. But when I actually got the experience to do it, which is why internships are so important, I realized, like, you know, this is not something that I will wake up every morning and be like, oh, court, you know, like, <laughs> let me go and like people and like, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, there's other ways that I can like show up for my community, but being mm-hmm. here just wasn't what I wanted to do and being that there were so many different aspects of law that I could go into like corporate law was not seeing me that was not happening Mm -hmm. but (laughs) if I go into any other aspect of law it's like when will I get tired of this and I knew at some Mm -hmm. point I would and it just wasn't worth to me the three years of law school or four years of law school depending on like full-time or part-time um and then being able to like pass the bar and it's like, is this something that I want to do? Um, but I had got another internship where I was like basically like a tech fellow and I was like, this is cool. What is this? You know, um, and then I started doing research into like what tech stuff is. And then I was like, I must just graduate. So funny story, I actually graduated a year early from Howard. Um, so I didn't really have the chance to change my major because it was just one of those things where you're at the finish line. So just finish. And I started looking up master's programs. I was like, you know, I don't really know about cybersecurity, but we're going to jump right into a master's um, because I didn't really know anything about the certifications. Mm-hmm. So had I done things differently, I don't know if I actually would have went the certification route. The reason being is I've always wanted to continue to do some sort of research, right? So even though I wasn't going for a JD, I knew I wanted to go into higher ed and stay in academia. And 
I don't know if I would have went the certification route. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I would have ended up back in school. Um, so I decided to do a master's. And then while I was doing my master's, I was like, yo, like this is dope stuff. Cybersecurity is still fairly new and there's not much research done in the field. So I was like, we going to go get a doctorate too. <laughs> and here mm-hmm. I am. <laughs> so I'm still in the process of that, hoping to finish within mm-hmm. the next few years. So we'll see. Yeah, that's. I'm that's glad that you're so. Oh, oh go ahead. No, I just want to say I'm glad you're so transparent, like being self-aware, like law school wasn't for you because people would be like, well, you know, I'm just going to finish. I'm here now and it'll affect their work later on. Like they wouldn't want to do it. And so, yeah, I think that's really dope that you did that. You made that switch when you felt you needed to. Thank you. Yeah. And I heard the bar exam is like crazy hard, like (laughs) difficult. Man, I I think that I'm like cybersecurity. I'm like, girl, I took my cybersecurity, my, my security plus. Like what? What was that? Twenty eighteen, Jamar. Twenty eighteen, and man, that thing was hard as hell. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I passed. I passed for his tribe, and I was like, "Nah, you did cybersecurity because I already know all those cryptography and all that stuff is no joke." So I'm surprised yeah. you even said law was difficult. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't with it with law. Like I just, it's something that if you're not intrigued into it, you're kind of just like, Mm-mm. yeah, gotta have a. You got to have a, at least an interest in it right. at the most. So, um, so, but would you say that your law background is what got you specifically into like data, data privacy or? Yeah, for sure. I think once I started getting into my master's and I started taking various classes, which is why I, if you want to, I would recommend it because I was exposed to many different areas of cybersecurity. I was introduced to like the cybersecurity policy aspect, the intelligence um, aspect of it. I was introduced to the forensic aspect of it. Um, And if you wanted to do like pen testing, like I had a class where we did like labs and stuff. So like we use like Wireshark, like it was so cool, but- Wireshark. Yeah, man. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) I remember those days. days. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's not bring those back up. <laughs> I'm sorry, I almost spun it again. Um, so when I took a um like it was like a tech policy class, I was like, oh my God, like this is so dope because there aren't a lot of cybersecurity policies that you hear about. First of all, a lot of our policies now, I'm not trying to get all political, but they're very outdated. So we need new policies that kind of like um, mesh with the technologies that we're introducing today. And I'm not just talking about like physical technologies, but just like how different it is to like, I don't know order your like COVID test to your house? Like, is there any mm-hmm. policy that's protecting people to actually know if, if are you actually ordering this or is somebody, you know, like mm-hmm. acting like they're you. Um, so there's like nothing to kind of protect us in the digital space. And I think that that's one of the, the aspects that kind of like intrigued me even more. Um, one of the things that I'm actually focused on in my dissertation is just utilizing like social media evidence and like law enforcement investigations. Um, or just digital evidence in general, but specifically focus on social media because, you know, if you use a platform like Instagram, Facebook, or Meta, right, TikTok, these platforms are free for us to use. We don't have no subscriptions, nothing. We just post on them. But if something is free, you're the product. Mm-hmm. They're selling you. They're selling mm-hmm. your that you're providing them. And that is something that scares me to AT because it's like, we, not us, but people who get on there, because I will assume that we know better, right? Studying cybersecurity, but people get on social media and just post like, congrats on your new car, but I can see your license plate number. You don't know how much information I can do with that. Congrats on the house. You posted the city and state. I can see the four digit address. Now I know Mm -hmm. what you live on, you know? So many things that people don't realize, like even just like, it was it was funny because I was driving one day and I like looked at someone's like sticker on their car. Maybe I should have been paying attention to road, but I was looking at stickers on the car and they had like the school, like proud parent of so-and-so school and, you know, National Honor Society parent. And I was like, why are you doing this? Like, this is the sticker mm-hmm. for the fridge, for the crib, no. like not for your car, because people can really know where mm-hmm. you're from and there's no way to kind of like like this is just physical but like online like there's no way to protect you once that information is out there it's like your digital footprint from when you, you know, young you know it's so crazy you don't even like if you don't study this stuff you don't even think about that like you're just like you know you're just posting whatever like yeah. oh where i'm at like no, I, I was 
our friends like vacation do not post me do not post the location wait until we get yep. back home we're in yep. the yeah. of our zone and act like you're dear then and people gonna be confused like i just saw you like i know i was mm-hmm. the last week when i studied the security portion in the network plus like after I learned like social engineering and all that, I just I two step factored all everything like, and mm-hmm. I used to hate that because I'm like I See, always just type in the code, but <laughs> I was like man I rather type in the code than than get hacked. You know everybody talks about cash app and like oh I'm getting hacked. I'm like you know they're I getting know. hacked because they, they don't have security measures. Like, I've had yeah. cash app for years and never got hacked. <laughs> yeah, too. Like, like, my little cousin got measures. hacked on IG. Like you <laughs> can't even you can't even send money from my cash app without a code. So yeah, like I just I'm not a cash app fan. I also I also like when everybody was using Cash App, that's when I kind of got into cybersecurity for real. And then like mm. once they got hacked, I'm like, you're not about to play with my money. Like this, there's, there's no <laughs> okay. You can't come back from that. Like that's money in my account that you claim. Mm-mm. We not exactly. So I just kind of like, you know, I trust Zell. You know, if something happens, yeah. contact my bank and be like, "Yo, what's up?" You know, that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. And but with with Cash App, it's just like they don't even have a phone number. Do they have one now? Uh, they, they, they don't have one. They don't. Have one. Oh, well, I'm a contact. Nah, they don't have one. Exactly. Oh, I, I could have sworn I contacted them one time. Nah, uh, no, no, that was a cash app. That was a hacker. <laughs> That's what you called. <laughs> it, well, well, they ain't getting none from me. So <laughs> I, too, I agree with you though, because like even when I type in my name, like on on the internet, I'm like, dang, well, y'all just got my whole address, everything. Mm-hmm. Like people don't even know, like when you register to vote, like all of that is public that. information. And it's it also, like, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, if you if you remember back in the day, it was it was no different than the yellow pages. You can just open up yeah that's that's true like, that's nobody true. flipping through a book to find somebody like i mean yeah like, that's dedication hey, hey, like, oh, back in the day now that, that day lady now. did put a hit out on her on her ex-boyfriend the other back day in the, florida woman yeah back in the <laughs> back i mean it's florida day, it's always florida women or florida man something crazy happened and it's out of the ordinary i don't know it's gonna be Florida, Texas, or Cali, but Florida got it yep. first. And it's uh, right. Yeah, Florida don't be right. Nah, we be chilling in Florida. We be chilling. Chilling no, my tail. <laughs> see, it depends but on what like part of Florida. But it's like people hear these stories and they don't pay attention. I can only speak for for South Florida. South Florida, we we just vibe. We don't be on no crazy stuff. It be us. We be this. We be the Florida man and the Florida woman. <laughs> it is South Florida. God. It's a general consensus. Florida is crazy. Got That's you. the bottom line. It is what it is. <laughs> Just embrace it. Anywho, oh shout out to everybody else from Florida. Team Florida, baby. Hey, oh, dang, please. Dang, dang. You already know. Please. I feel <laughs> yeah. like you hey, should be in Florida for real. You should be, uh, you know, it's so funny how we're having this conversation and saying where we from because data people, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Really oh my gosh you. look we just that's the whole scope of the whole beat and we're like literally yeah, we from like, here this is where I'm from. <laughs> yeah, that's why i call all about the data right i'm just throwing all of our cyber security <laughs> but, um, no nah, but you know it's actually it, this conversation is actually interesting though because i came across data privacy i want to say like a month ago oh, from wow. a, a twitter space actually mm-hmm. and um, never heard about data privacy. So, like, would you say that that's a growing field, or is that a field that has always been within data and it's just not as popular as being like a data scientist or a data analyst? Like, I I'm gonna be real, right? So, when a lot of people kind of think about like hacking, let's take it back to cybersecurity. People think about hacking. What are the hackers after data? A lot of the breaches that happen is because people are not taking care of their data. People just kind of think that, like, especially like companies who, oh, like we're a small company. Nobody cares. No, no, no. They care about the small companies because if they can get to you, they can get to the bigger companies. Why? Because Mm -hmm. you have people who shop local. Right. And if I can get some sort of information from you, I can take it up a notch and go to companies who maybe have a little bit more secure um, cybersecurity. But the hackers, the cyber criminals, anybody who's really trying to get any information, like the information is data. They're after the data, right? So when there's no data policies, you kind of see hacking becoming a thing and no repercussions. 
right? Like, how you hack into the oil and gas and <laughs> we're struggling to get gas and you just get paid. Like, that was you crazy. Really get paid and you don't get in trouble. Like, I think that's actually crazy where it's like, if you really sit in there and you're just like, I got to find a way to get this money by tomorrow. You're going to learn how to hack because you're going to get mm-hmm. that money by tomorrow. And mm-hmm. I just think that it's really, really crazy how people don't really take like the whole data privacy thing seriously because it's one of those things where it's like, if my data is not private, you now kind of own me in a way, right? So let's go back to social media. The amount of information you provide to social media, if you type your name in on Google, an article that you posted on your social media will pop up on Google off the strength that you gave it to Instagram or Facebook, you know what I mean? Or like like Twitter, Um, your Twitter will pop up if you just put your name or a sentence that you ever tweeted, (laughs) your name will come up. Um, and I think that like, when we kind of look back to just, I think a lot of people started taking their data privacy serious when they realized that like, you know, this can affect me going to college or like having a job. I have to be careful with what I post, but if a job can look on your Instagram or, or Twitter, and I have my own views on that, but whatever, um, if a job can look through your social media sites and be like, you know, make a decision on whether or not they want to, you know, hire you, why don't, why do you think that a hacker is not going to do the same thing to say whether or not you're a vulnerable person that they want to come after? And like, it's so easy to like, just kind of like, it was funny because I said in my next life, I want to be a social engineer because it's so easy to talk to people. You start talking to people, they love <laughs> talking about stuff. I went to this high school, oh, for real, tell me, tell me more because I could just Google the mascot. Oh, my dog's name. Is, oh, what's your dog's name? What's your pet's name? Yo, you see the new oh, accent you know, coming you know, out now. The scammer box is coming out. You know, you know, what's, your, what's your first nine digits of your social? What I, what, I tell people, what, I, what I actually tell people that's crazy, and, and Jafar actually like deals with this too, so he can uh, shed more light on this. But I tell people, people are not just getting hacked. People are getting led into getting hacked. And you're not just, they're not just getting into the system. Somebody's opening up a fictitious email or something. And they're they they open that gateway for them to get in and take everything they need. Somebody got compromised literally on Friday at like five o'clock as soon as I got off of work. And I'm like, yep, there go my issue on Monday. <laughs> There's my whole evening. Like, <laughs> Boss called me custard. They tried to send us some ransomware. Yeah. Oh man, dude. Let's and it's so crazy because it's like one, like now they're doing it by text messaging. I think I, I'm not gonna lie, they yeah, could have caught me a couple of times on the text. Yeah, the text messages careful. are crazy. They crazy. Crazy. looking yeah. like they'll tag you. I ain't gonna lie. I text me yesterday talking about five hundred dollars a day. I'm like, no. Nah, when I when I look at the text <laughs> messages, I'm like, nope, this is not valid. Or like, if they send something about a bank, I'll log into my bank app. I never click. I don't I never I don't click no links. To be honest, because yeah. I I feel like one Chase has a specific number. Like, exactly. oh, yeah. I'm saying what bank I have, but Chase has a specific number um that they text you from every single time. So if I get a new thread, you're lying because I never delete those text messages. So exactly. I don't. Even, you know, I just delete the message, but it was this one time where um, I, for- I really forgot what, okay, I was going, I was going out the country and like right before somebody had like used my card or whatever. So I was like contacting my bank or whatever. And I don't remember like what exactly happened, but around that same time, somebody had texted me right after like, Hey, like bank alert, like check your bank account, click this link. And I hesitated because I'm like, wait, I just had a situation where I had to contact my bank. Like, is this the bank? And it's like, this was when I first got into cybersecurity. And I was like, they almost got me. And I'm like, how did y'all know that I contacted the bank? Like, it's just, was it somebody that was working there that knew I contacted y'all for y'all to like Mm. text me? And it was just so crazy because I was like, if I was somebody who did not study cybersecurity or was like a little bit aware of like my, I guess my cyber, I didn't have like any cyber awareness. I would have clicked that link. And my money would have been gone. They would have never got nothing because I don't got nothing. But they would have got something. <laughs> here first. They would have right. got something. Like student vibes. We broke out here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie though. Like as I'm listening to this conversation, I'm like, this would be a dope Twitter space because I feel like data privacy again is not spoken of as much as other data positions. Mm-hmm. And it's like you have people that that want to be in data, but also want to be in cybersecurity and not even aware that they can just merge the two. Right. I would say this though, like you can't have data privacy without policy. Right. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the one thing that I was saying. I think that the the one thing that our they're kind of becoming aware now, but I think our politicians. Yeah. Can you go into like yeah, policy a little bit? Yeah. Like, okay. So um uh, what I was gonna say is basically like the the people that we have in like 
they don't really understand technology or social media, right? Um, there was this mm. video, oh my God, I'll send it to you afterwards, but there was this video of, um, there was like the, the Facebook hearing and they was talking about, well, I don't even know if it was a part of the Facebook hearing, but it was a hearing. And basically uh, one of the senators was like, uh, what is this Finsta? Like, can you get rid of it? And like the lady's trying to explain I've seen to him, that. like, yo, like mm-hmm. we, it's, it's literally somebody behind the page that's basically like a catfish, but they not mm-hmm. really, they not hurting nobody for real. They just posting what they don't want to post on their regular page. And there's like no way for you to know who it is. It's just, can we get rid of it? It's like you can't assume that somebody's pages are fenced up. All they post in this means that has nothing to do with you. Like, yeah. but I think that that was kind of funny, but that kind of like strike the whole new like research area within my dissertation that I, like I'm currently writing. And it was like, um, the policies that we have is currently outdated. So when you look at like HIPAA, they try to make HIPAA include electronic like stuff. And I think HIPAA is probably the only one where it's like, it might be legit. Like, it, it, all right, y'all following directions. Like, cause yeah, mm-hmm. we get healthcare breaches, but it's not as much as like finance and like retail and all the other industries because like people take medical data so seriously because it's like medical data is the most expensive piece of data. Like, if you get somebody's medical history, you kind of got access to all the other um, pieces of data. Yeah. You can, you know, access like their pharmaceuticals, like what kind of medicine are they using? You can have access like with schools and like, you know, just what prescriptions. And it's so dangerous. Like if you have some access to somebody's medical data, like you don't, you don't want your medical data to get hacked. So I think hospitals take it seriously. But when we look at like the, um, the computer fraud and abuse act of like, the 1700s. I'm lying. It probably came out in like the 1800s. <laughs> Not the 1700s. Right, like, no, it really feel like the 1700s because it's like, if you read through the laws, it's like, what does this have to do with today's technology? Because yeah. you're talking about a physical computer, but my phone is a computer. I get to walk around with this device and you, you can't tell me nothing. You feel me? And it's like, why do we allow all these apps to have so much? Why does, okay, you ever downloaded like a game and it's like, we need access to your contacts and you're like, but why? Mm-hmm. And you just look why? at like, why do y'all need why? access to all this <laughs> But then if you really wanted to download something and you're not paying attention, you just like allow, 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 yeah. allow, allow. And now they mm-hmm. have access to your location. They have access to your contacts. And it's like, now if I get, if they get breached, all my people get breached and I get breached. You feel mm-hmm. me? And it's like, there's no, why do they need this information? And then the crazy part about it is people's like, oh, read the privacy policies. Again, if I decided not to go to law school, why would I read this law kind of written text that just be long too to me. and it's long uh, it's like y'all not long. on that y'all not get straight to the point y'all and not sign away all your summary. rights too you're like yeah we own all your photos we and own you just like agree because you just you're not reading it <laughs> mm-hmm. but i i did read um tiktok's privacy policy i actually wrote an article on it um mm-hmm. and wrote a paper on it too because it was so interesting to me because it's like aligned with my dissertation but it was like yo tiktok man First of all, it's not so, a U.S.-based company. I don't know if that changed now, but I think it's a Chinese company. It's a Chinese. Nah, it's still Chinese. Yeah, it's still Chinese. It is, yeah. They never passed that. So though. it's crazy how many Americans use it. Everybody. Let me go. Oh, Hold on, I'm about to go delete. My cousin called me crazy. Not you about to delete TikTok. TikTok is not <laughs> like, no, I mean, not. okay, so it's a really cool app. I mean, like the yeah. video dances. When we was in the pandemic, people was going crazy. Like it's like mm-hmm. I mean, we still are, but you know, people. People I did love my dance on TikTok and went oh, viral. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I get on there sometimes, but like that whole like data thing, it makes me scared to get on there. Like I don't want to. It's not worth it for me. I ain't gonna lie. TikTok uh, be having me laughing though. I ain't gonna lie to you. No, it be I, having. Like, I be sitting there rubbing my feet together trying to make a fire because I'm so ashy. But I was like, yo, like. <laughs> Uh, funny. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. When I need a good laugh, I go on TikTok. But. Their privacy policy is trash. Um, they yeah. just updated it June, I think, of 2021. Mm. June of 2021, they just updated. They might have updated it again and banned me from seeing the update because I was it, I can't I, was like, I read through it. And it was like, we're allowed. Basically, it was a part in it. Oh my God. I hope I'm not messing this up, but it was basically a part in it that said we're allowed to share your data with like whoever I guess asked for it, like law enforcement officials or like whoever asked for your data, we're allowed to share it um, mm. unless you're like protected under law. What effing law? We do not mm. have any federal law. So it's only like five states, I think. Mm. It's like Illinois, uh, California. There's, there's a couple, like there's like like about five. It's not more than that. Um, that I, have I like actual data law. Yeah, actually, they're people. 
Um, but if you live and like, so now it's like, now it's the ambi- ambiguity, right? Because it's like, mm-hmm. do I have to have made the TikTok in that state since y'all got my mm. location? Or do mm-hmm. I have to be from there? And if so, how do you know? Mm. Because mm. technically, if I'm originally like, let's say I'm from California and I go to like, I don't know, Vegas for a weekend or Miami for a weekend and I make a TikTok there, does that content not fall under the law of being protected? Like, what, what is it's so much like ambiguity and it's like, what do you mean you're not going to share my data unless I'm protected? What does that mean? And it's like, mm-hmm. y'all not even a US based company for real. So y'all can really do what y'all want. Okay. So, so do you post videos on TikTok? Oh, no, I do not. Actually, all right. No, I'm not going to lie. I posted like one video on TikTok. That's before I made and I learned how to make a reel. So all this content is mad hard for me. It's hard. Yeah, okay? it's crazy. Oh, no, it'll take like an hour just to make something good. So. And, you, and you be like re-recording like, nah, 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 I, I ain't lip sync this right. I got to do it again. Like it look like somebody mm-hmm. else is saying it in the background. But um, and I can't dance. So it's like all my stuff got to be like. Not you can't dance. No rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> no rhythm. Um, so I did post a video before, so I like kind of like saved it on there to to keep the video, so I have it. But then I don't like posting it p- places because then people think I have TikTok, and it's like I do, but mm-hmm. I don't. And like mm-hmm. even though I do, I don't want to utilize that platform. So I think I got like one video that I'm probably going to delete right after this on there because oh, I forgot to delete it. Right I, I don't I don't <laughs> do on TikTok like that. So, like I'll post it just to save it for the content and then try to like make it my own. But when I learned how to make reels on Instagram, it was up and stuck. Like um I yeah. like Instagram better it's than up, it's stuck. I gotta follow you on Instagram. I don't think okay. I got you on same, there. Same. I, I just I just got back on Instagram. I del- I deleted like three different Instagram accounts. Like I, I was I actually accounts. wasn't planning to come back <laughs> on but for the sake of the podcast I came back yeah. on. Um, so, you know, if y'all want to follow me on Instagram, it's at Data J and Tech. Probably won't be posting much on there yet because I, I'm not really a big fan of the gram, but it's cool. But um, yeah. But th- this is uh, this is very interesting though, because I'm I'm really liking how you could, because I I I did have an interest in cybersecurity, but not enough to actually go um, like take the security plus like my fellow brother here. Uh, Jafar, by the way, you know, a little joke that we have, I have to say it on this podcast, is uh, there's only one letter difference in our name, right? Again, here we go again. (laughs) Oh, my God, the F and the M. That is so funny. So what I tell people is that when we were born, they just basically, they just changed that one letter. Yeah, but we're not related. (laughs) That's so funny. I mean, I'm from Florida, so I don't know. The funny part is his... his, my uncle actually lived next to his family for like our, our whole lives. So I used to always be right next to his house and I never knew him until hey, I started DJing. There. And then we had, <laughs> and then I started DJing for, for Jamar because he used to throw parties and then we became best friends through that. So we were like best friends for like 10 years. That's and then one day I came to his house and I'm like, yo, my uncle's house is right across the street. <laughs> what street you live crazy. on? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yo, you get the first night of the social, dude. Uh, <laughs> play with you. Man, listen, I told you, I want to be a social engineer because I'll just be listening to people talk. I'm like, what's your dog's name? What's your favorite color? What is your mother's maiden name? What? Like, what? And then it's like I, right I was crazy I told somebody on like Mother's Day, uh, like, you know, you, you could like write a post, like, that's cute. But like you don't gotta say her full government. Like you just post a picture mm-hmm. and say happy Mother's Day or whatever. Really? But like posting the name and the middle name and like this is my dog by the way this is my dog's name it's like i will hack into one of your accounts right now don't play with me you know straight off the door it's so common right now though (laughs) you know it's so common like i notice it heavily in this new generation is like everybody posts their salary what they're making like it's so common i I remember growing up it was not this common in the early 2000s I mean, that's kind I of can a see why. Slope, I can see why. Yeah, yeah, like I can see why somebody would post their salary not to like, oh, I make money, but more mm-hmm. so like if you're applying to said company, mm-hmm. don't let them lowball you because they mm-hmm. will. And you know, we have to kind of stick what, together as like. What, what company did you say? I didn't hear. I said said company. I'm not. Oh. Companies on oh. this. <laughs> 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 I don't trust that. Try to be sneaky with the data. Why y'all trying to be sneaky off the data? What company? (laughs) (laughs) But you got to make sure that you like, because, you know, sometimes like you can even Google like a salary 
Um, the only way those salaries actually get updated is like, you know, information based off social media. Mm-hmm. When you say I work for certain yeah. and I, I, I work this position and this is what I got offered. You know, somebody could go in and edit it and, and help you while you're doing your market research. So like when you're trying to get that position. So I don't really have an issue with it. However, come yeah. on. Don't be saying all your business on there. If you're gonna say yeah. your salary, don't say the 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 um the company. That's how I feel. Yeah. I just feel like you don't want to put two and two together. You don't want. And I just feel like a lot of people on Twitter are kind of weird. Like, sorry to say, they don't. They a lot of it's people are not happy for you. Like, I went viral one time on TikTok. No, not TikTok. Uh, Twitter. Um, I went viral one time um, when I had first got my my salary offer when I graduated um, from my master's. And I was like, oh, my God, I just got offered my uh, it ended up on spiritual word. It's probably still there because I saved the post. Like I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm famous. Um, but I changed my 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 at name and everything after that because I was like, oh, this is crazy. Maybe I should change the avatar, too. But um, I had posted like, oh, my God, I got my first six figure salary offer. at I think I was like 22 or 21 at the time. And um, yo. I'm not going to lie. I don't have the heart for social media. I can't do it because there was people like, congratulations. And there was people like, she's lying. She's 22. And she, and I'm just like, one, I graduated college early. So I'm very, I'm a baby. Leave me alone. And then two, it was like, people really just like this, this like clear man came on my post. He was like, uh, what privilege did you have? I'm sorry. Do you see the color of my skin? Do you see the hijab on my head? What privilege? Because regardless of the fact, it's like, I'm not going to say I, you know, I made it by myself. I clearly had a community. Mm-hmm. I had family support. I had friendships. I had people who were there for me. Like it literally takes a village. But at the same time, I felt like it was a slap in the face for you to think I was privileged in any type of way. Like my family don't come from money. So had to get it out the mud. You feel me? So I was mm-hmm. excited about like, oh my God, like, you know, this is life changing. And it's like, people think six figures is a little bit like them taxes hit and it's crazy. But when you finally <laughs> hit that mark, it's like, yo, I know it's only up from here. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And I was just That's like, nice. I deleted the post because I was just like, you know, it was like 375K likes. And I was like, yeah, we got to go. Like, I'm not dealing with this. Like, <laughs> no, like, literally, like, I wasn't it. even excited anymore. I was like, I, yeah. I, I beat you all. <laughs> you yeah. could have muted it. I would have muted it. No, I, I don't. Because I, I, then I start looking through the comments and stuff, and I see something that get me upset, and I feel like I gotta respond to it, and I, that's when I knew. No, like, I'm the same yeah. way. It's, it's the New York thing. You, you yeah. just yeah, gotta I'm I'm the not, catch you more bad timing. Time. Catch you with bad I'm timing. The, I'm the same way, but I respond. I ain't gonna lie to you. I, be I can't do it, and that's yeah, why you gotta stop. You try to make me look crazy. I'll make you look crazy. Blacking out. <laughs> and I'm just like, you don't even want this. Like, I don't want this energy. Like one, mm-hmm. I literally, I wasn't even, I didn't even, I didn't even use Twitter like that. That was the crazy part. I didn't use Twitter like that. This is probably like maybe two years ago or a year ago. I didn't use Twitter like that. And I posted it, literally went to sleep and like woke up and my friends were like, yo, bro, check your Twitter. And I'm like, my notifications was off and everything. Like, that's how much I didn't use Twitter. I checked yeah. my Twitter. I'm like, this what this number say? Like I was trying to figure out what the K was because I ain't never see that before next to my post. And I'm just like, I get like three likes or something before. And I'm like, oh my God, this went viral. And I was just like, I don't like this. And then when people started saying negative stuff, I was just like, yeah, nah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's, yeah. it's weird how people just come on your post and just say negative stuff. Like yeah, you gotta be wild. a real jacked like, up very, person. Uh, to, very yeah, bold with it. Take time and out Jennifer- to do that. <laughs> yeah there's this um devops engineer jennifer opal she just made a post like this on um linkedin about how like black women are usually targeted uh, when it comes to, like posting their salary about how they're lying about it and how like they must have you know gotten some privilege like you said so yeah that's a whole other conversation that we need to have and i was like super confused and i'm like Shit, i don't like to tell my- <laughs> <laughs> i don't like to tell my life story in order mm-hmm. to, like for someone to like you know okay you mm-hmm. deserve this but i'm also like you- it's just one Getting into tech, regardless of the position, whether you're like a cybersecurity analyst, data scientist, a project management, product manager, it don't matter what you do in tech, it's hard. Our job is hard. It's 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 emotionally taxing. It's mentally like it's hard because you're sitting in front of a computer all day and it's like whether you're coding, I I code all day because I I am a data scientist and like for the most part it's like coding, visuals, like it's hard because if one part of your code isn't right and you're not pulling the right data there's no i'ma just you know sweep this under the rug no you got to give people the right information so you got to go back or you're like lying basically and data is facts so it's like you don't want to ever sit there and not give no data is facts dang we got to put that in the show too so So, uh, data data is also the heart of technology 
It is the heart mm-hmm. of technology. Without data, there would be no cybersecurity. I think people need to put some respect on us data. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Respect okay, on the data. Wow. This, this is a very fervent uh, podcast today. No cybersecurity without data. That's what. That's why I called it all about the data too. Because I'm like, you know, I come from a marketing background, and even data. when I was in marketing, I was using data. At, at the I time, you. I didn't know I was I using hate. data. You know, I hate but, y'all. Yes, because Instagram and stuff are getting paid off of y'all. We're the reason. (laughs) Because of y'all. Because you ever, yo, you ever Google something? Like the other day I went skiing. Oh my God. And I kept just seeing skiing reels and skiing ads. And we do. Come on. But you know, it's not going to be that easy going forth because third party cookies are about to be like banished. Mm -hmm. So now it's going to be first party that they really rely on. Which yeah, I'm ex- I'm kind of excited about that actually. Um, I don't know how that makes um, me feel though. Like, um, it's kind of cool sometimes when it's like, oh, y'all reading my mind. I ain't even got to Google this. Like, it's kind of cool. When yeah, you just yeah. I, I don't remember mm-hmm. exact reason why they said that they wanted to get rid of it exactly, but yeah, it, it like running ads when you're running ads, you and you like use those data. It can, you know, I I thought it was pretty cool, but I guess they have their reason that they want to merge yeah. it out. So. I think it's also because oh. um, people are like getting into like the whole data privacy thing that we're talking about. So yeah, like, yeah, that too, if, yeah. if I shared my data with Instagram and you're going out your yeah. way to share your data with share my data with the rest of the world, yeah. we, we have issues. So I think people are becoming more aware of like what they're mm-hmm. posting. And stuff. Yeah, because um, with yeah. first party cookies, it's like, you know, you you basically know that this yeah. is where you want to go. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's going to be challenging, but I'm up for it. For sure. Uh, I'm glad you brought up data yeah. scientists again. Go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to top off of that because I, I wanted to ask you, like, first and foremost, like, why data scientists off out of, you know, data analysts or data engineer? And what do you do, like, at your consultant firm as a data scientist? Yo, so it's so crazy because I really don't have, like, a clear answer. So if I go, like, you know, off the rails, just let me know, like, be like, yo, come back. That's not the question. Mm-hmm. So I never aspired <laughs> to be a data scientist. Like I've never like looked and said, oh my God, I want to be a data scientist. Like I knew it was a part of tech, but I didn't know how heavy it was within tech. Like it's literally like every position that you have or every company needs to have a data scientist if you're working with tech. Like that's just, that's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like you need to, if you want to be successful, even if you're not like a tech company, if you run a regular business, you need a data scientist because mm-hmm. like, you know, they analyze or a data analyst because they got analyze the data and stuff so when i um i was applying to all these like cybersecurity analyst positions right um and then i guess my resume floated to a recruiter's um desk and they were like hey we don't have a cybersecurity position here right now for you but we do have a data scientist position and like my face was like what that gotta do with me what that gotta do with me I just told you I'm going to do cybersecurity and you telling me about data science. I'm like, what that got to do with me? So like, she was very persistent. She was really nice. So she was like, I'll hop on the call with you. Like, I'll, I like, you can go through the interview process and you make the decision on whether or not you want the job. And I was like, all right. So, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, bro, I really just told you I'm going to be a cybersecurity analyst. She's like, you can always switch roles and stuff. And I was just like, mm. yeah. so I was like, okay, <laughs> but I did some research and I was trying to figure out like, cause the one thing with me is I already decided not to go to law school. Right. So I have that political science degree. Then I decided to get my master's in cybersecurity. So now I have like cybersecurity and like political science. Then I decided to get a doctorate and I'm doing cybersecurity policy. So it made sense. Now, if I pivot into data science, child, like what am I doing? So I was like, okay, let me look up, you know, what a data scientist does. Like I was aware, but I wasn't like fully aware. So I looked up the skills. I'm like, okay, I I learned Python. I know Python. Okay. Like, you know, it's not going to waste. I could be using this. Um, Then I was like, wait, this is like numbers. And like, it's like quantitative. Like I can, I can do this. Like I love numbers. Like at some point I wanted to be a math major because they said, if you like study math, it's easier to take the LSAT. It was very weird. It was like, they don't like like pre-law and like political science majors. Like, don't quote me on this, but I like heard this from like a mentor and she was like, you want to do something that's different. Like, I was like, okay. Mm. But I was like, I'm not doing math. Like, I, just, I don't want to study math. That's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. So fast forward, I'm like, okay, like I get to actually use like stats and all this other cool stuff. Like I want to do this. So I went through the interview process and then um, again, I didn't have a data science background. So they paid for me to go through a data science training after they hired me. Like I was getting paid as if I was working as a data scientist, but they trained me and I was like, and it wasn't like, 
training where it's like we're teaching you from the bottom it was kind of just like you have the skills already we're just kind of going to teach you how to like apply it and stuff and I really fell in love and I was like you know what this makes sense that I am a data scientist because now I know the importance of you know the data engineering aspect of it the data management aspect of data like just being able to like analyze data that you have in front of you and why is it so important then it goes back to like the the policy aspect of it like the need to know policies in in um in corporations or just companies in general it's like you, you don't need access to this what are you doing you don't even work here like <laughs> you don't mm. need access to this so it's like it put everything in perspective for me and I literally feel like my life came around for full circle when I started doing like data science and then like my brain doesn't like to write as much like yeah I'm a doctoral student but I like to like code and numbers more than I like to write and read um so I just felt like it was that balance that I needed between school and work where like I shouldn't be in a job where like if I was a cybersecurity analyst I most likely would be having to write like write like white papers and papers and stuff um based on like my analysis and I was like this is cool I like this I want to I want to do more and then later on I figured that like um so the unit that I work in is actually like the cybersecurity like unit with data science. So I was like, this is so cool. Like I'm doing what I need to do. Um, and then, right. And then I realized that like you can use machine learning to detect a cyber attack. And I was like, excuse me. Like y'all didn't tell me this when I was interviewing. Like, and then it's like, it came, it literally came around full circle. I was like, wow. Like you can utilize all of these skills and it all comes down to one thing. Say it with me guys data like it literally <laughs> down to one thing is the data like everybody's after the data and all these specific aspects of tech is to protect the data mm-hmm. I, was the like, data I was literally like it was a teaching moment for me i literally sat down and i was like wow sometimes you really just like gotta go with the flow with what you yeah want. if i would have like no i'm gonna be a data analyst and like turn down that position i don't know where i'll be i would be right mm-hmm. now um but i'm so glad that i took it because now it's like i'm i want to dive deep into the machine learning aspect of things when it comes to cyber security. So I'm doing that next. I'm going to try to get a machine learning cert from AWS. We'll see how that goes. I'm trying to, I'm trying uh, to yeah, do it's that actually, too. It's actually, uh, we, have, we have a couple of people on the Discord uh, think going for that too. So that's what's up. But I, I like how you said, um, like not being so adamant about one position that you miss out on the next because literally like two or three days ago, I was talking to a uh, director of a marketing firm and um, as I was just conversating with him, like going over my past and everything, uh, you know, here I am looking for junior data analyst roles. And he's like, you have all the skill sets to be an associate marketing manager. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're like lowballing yourself going for a junior data analyst role. And I was like, oh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Um, so, yeah, that I definitely agree with that. You know, sometimes you just got to go with the flow. Um, and, you know, even knowing data as a marketing manager is like. You know, so I think that's that's important to bring up is that data you like learning data doesn't mean you have to be specifically job titled as a data analyst. Knowing data, you can apply it, you know, in whatever field it is that that uses data heavily, you know, like cybersecurity or or like data scientists, like you said. So. So, so yeah, I think that's a good point. But I, I wanted I wanted to specifically ask this because you are representing women in tech, and most importantly, you're representing black women in tech. Okay. And third, importantly, you're representing as a, a a woman of faith in the tech industry. So, like, what are some challenges that you face coming up in your career? I don't like when people talk to me like I'm stupid. <laughs> I don't I'm I don't right there with that you. And, I'm right there with you. Okay, because all right. Um when I graduated straight out of college, like I was I did my master, like I was doing my master's straight out of college, but before I started, like I started my master's like in the fall. So right in the summer when I graduated, I started working like straight out of undergrad. And when people okay, this is my unsolicited advice. You don't have to listen to me, but don't ever expose your age even if you don't say it don't oh yeah i graduated in this year people can put two and two together and know how old you are and mm-hmm. i think i was like super naive and happy to be in the workplace that i'm like yeah i just graduated this summer and so they were like from where and i was like undergrad the attitude is crazy the way mm-hmm. people treat you after they find out how young you are is crazy and then it's like i think sometimes people are intimidated by us younger folks 
who's doing the thing because i think it's a lot of us out there that's really young and we just either pivot careers or we had so much under our belt when we come in through the door that it's like once they find out how young you are it's like oh no you're not about to get this Mm. position over me Mm. Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna just give you the mm, the like you know no it's okay and like bad advice bad mentorship like just being young and not knowing that not every person that look like you is for you. Um, so when they try to take you and, and, and try to like, okay, like, you know, you're going to be my person and I'm going to teach you this. Like you have to have the discernment to know whether or not this person is for you for real, or if they just doing that to say, I help this person get here or sometimes could be hindering you from getting to where you need to be. And I think that like being so young in the field, I was like, Oh, this person wants to help me. Oh my God, friends, like, oh my God, mentorship. And it's like, uh, sometimes you really just don't need a mentor at your job. I'm sorry. You may need somebody in your field, but they don't have to be specific Mm -hmm. to your company. Um, And then the other thing that I learned was um, be open to asking questions, even if your imposter syndrome is making you feel stupid. You're still new. Like, I don't think anybody is dumb in the tech field. Nobody knows everything. Like, you're constantly, literally every day, there's a new article, a new technology, something new that you have to learn. And I think I had to learn that the hard way, where it's like, I can't just sit back and say, oh, because this person has like 10, 15 years of experience and they've been doing this before I was even born, that I'm the dummy. Nine times out of 10, they working with old technologies that didn't exist when I was born. You know what I mean? It's just like, mm. what's happening? Why aren't you using the newer, you know, tools that make your life easier? And when you start to sit down and talk to these people, you realize that we're all kind of like facing it till we make it. Cause I don't think anybody's being fake. We're kind of all just like, okay, this is the challenge that I have in front of me. I either have to learn this tool or I can't but, do my job. You know, yeah. you know, bringing that up too. I think that one thing that is different with this generation compared to the past is um we're more so on the like contracts and you know moving from job to job versus you know it was more common to stay somewhere for 30 40 years and just Mm -hmm. retire so they probably don't feel like they need to learn as much new things as we need to learn because we're trying to you know like get to the next company and get to the next higher salary and so yeah we have more ambition yeah and i wouldn't even say we trying to just get to like because for me and don't quote me on this. My my goal is really to just learn as much as I can. Yeah. So if it means staying in a position for three yeah. years without a promotion, that's fine because I need to learn my job and do it well before I move on to something else. Because mm-hmm. what I don't want is to get to the top and now I'm looking back like I don't really notice like that. And then you have mm-hmm. a hard time being so excited, like getting to wherever you need to be that you didn't even take the, the time to learn your job, learn the position, learn yeah. the skills and all of that. That you just I need to I need to get this cert and I need to do this. And it's like, yo, do you even remember what what you go cert crazy? Mm-hmm. I, I'm confused. Like, and then, like <laughs> what, what are the networking layer protocols? And people are like, hmm, and you just like, but how? <laughs> And, and and no, and it's so sad because it's like, why are you so hyped to jump? You have to continuously study. Like, even though like I have my master's in cybersecurity, like I have to continuously look and like look through those security plus questions and like constantly like, and it's a little easier for me to retain information because I'm also teaching this stuff. Like I teach mm-hmm. like five classes. So it's like, it's easier for me because when my students ask me a question, I can't be like, oh, let me look in the textbook. I got to yeah. know it offhand because they expect you to know it. You feel mm-hmm. me? But there's certain people who's just like working in the field. And when you get into certain positions, sometimes you don't utilize all the skills that you learn. Right. So it's like, yeah, I'm using Python. I had to learn SQL on the job. Um, that I'm using Tableau. If I get into another position that's using more machine learning, I might not be using Tableau as much as I am. So like, I'm going to be a little rusty if you ask me a couple of years later, like, yo, make this dashboard for me. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> I, it's going to take some time, but I will ha- it's my job to come home and constantly be using a, a, a tool that I used before, but I'm no longer using as much because we're human. We're going to forget certain things. And that's the worst. Like if you make it all the way to the top and somebody's asking you for the simplest thing and you're just like, I actually don't know how to read this networking traffic analysis anymore. That's not my thing. You can't do that. I mean, you can, but mm. you're going to look crazy like mm-hmm. on the top. So I think for me, it wasn't more so like um, jumping from job to because I had a really like I have a good job now, but I had a really good job where like an older person would be like, are you dumb? Why are you leaving this position? And I was like, because they're not fulfilling what I need right now at this moment. Like I've been constantly asking to be in the cybersecurity or just something more tech related. And they did. But 
I wasn't doing what I needed to do. And I'm just like, I'm not learning anything. I, I need to leave. I, I left to learn. I didn't leave the company because I hated it. I, I loved it. Like if I could go back, I will, but y'all wasn't teaching me. Y'all wasn't utilizing me. Y'all wasn't utilizing my skills. Y'all wasn't utilizing my degree. And I think that's a waste of time. And that's why I would job hop. It wouldn't necessarily be for the salary right now, but I will look at the benefits as well. So the salary and the benefits is hitting. <laughs> You might have some competition job. Yeah. <laughs> you might have some competition. But I wouldn't just job hop for the sake of a salary because it's also yeah. like um, a lot of, like you said, a lot of these um, positions are contract positions. So it's like you jump and yeah, you're making maybe 100K more, 50K more. But it's like, how long is this contract? Would you be out of a job in six months? Let's, let's really look at the long term and not just what I can get right now because money mm. is cool, but it's not worth the stress. It's not worth your wellness. It's not worth anything that comes with it. Like I said, our job is emotionally taxing regardless of what mm-hmm. aspect you are in tech. Like uh-huh. it's hard. So you don't ever want to be in a position where it's like, dang, like I'm, I'm, I'm working, I'm making money, but it's like, when was the last time you've been to therapy? Oh, I'm sorry. Your job doesn't offer health benefits, so you can't even pay for it. But you're making mm. money, and you don't want to go because you don't want to pay out of pocket. Maybe you should have thought about this before you signed that dotted line on your offer. You know. So I always talk mm. to people about that. I'm like, it's not just about the money in tech. You got to think about the benefits that come along with it. Like, are they paying for any certs? They not. Then the money that you're making really is not yours. You're not making it for real because it's going back to these companies because you want to pay for a certification that your company is not paying for. Yeah, Ther- therapy definitely have more benefits. Therapy is a good benefit to have too because tech can definitely like all the studying, the stress. It's good to definitely have that as a benefit. So, I definitely agree. But I, I want to uh, double. I want to. I want to yeah. ask you this: um, with everything that you have done and everything that you're doing now, like, what is some time management advice? Like, how how do you handle time management? Because you do. Uh, yeah, it seems like you do hundred and one things. Five. Like, do you sleep? Because I know I don't sleep. So, oh you know, maybe we're from the same place. Sleep. Oh, no, we're not from the same place. <laughs> <laughs> I love sleep. Like, I ain't going to hold you. The one thing that you cannot come between me <laughs> and anything else is food and sleep. You eat my food, we fighting. You wake me up out of my sleep, we fighting. Like, it's just, there's no words around that. But, oh, wow, but you I gotta keep boxing gloves on deck, huh? <laughs> she got the gloves my on food? The What's your favorite food? Who, my? Yeah. I, I'm Jamaican, so I can't sell fish. Okay, which, which Jamaican restaurant you go to? Who down here they got something called Dutch pie. So oh, hey, he would have fell, he would have fell right into it. <laughs> got, like, got, yeah. got, got already. Huh? Oh, you try to get it. See, I, I thought you cared. <laughs> I thought you cared. <laughs> He cares. Oh, I want to be a social engineer in my next life. You all like telling me your business. Hey, 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 look, we we having a whole, we having a whole practice right now. Somebody go put this on their work, um, on their work practice section. But yeah, I really want to know about the time management though, because I'm, and I'm really trying to take it serious this time, but I also want to, you know, study my skills to actually become a data analyst. So, yeah. You know. Um, how do I like say this? Like, yeah, like, do you have set days that you study certain things? Like, nah, you- I, I'm gonna be real honest. I'm gonna be real honest. So, I I actually got diagnosed with hyperactive ADHD. So, I don't want anybody to kind of look and be like, oh my god, she does it all. It's like I don't kind of have a choice. My brain just be like, get up and do this. I'm like, okay. Uh, so, it doesn't really. <laughs> It doesn't really allow me to like, so like once I'm focused and I'm locked in on something, it's easy for me to just sit there and do it. If I'm not interested in something and it goes back to like, now I understand why I didn't want to go to law school. I wasn't interested in sitting down and reading the boring text. Like it just, my brain would not allow me to. So in my head, I was like, I can't take the LSAT, but it's like, no, no, no. You just don't want to take it. Like you're, you're mm-hmm. not interested in this. So it's hard for you to focus. Um, I think in terms of like school and work and um, I just know from like, either seven to three or eight to four, like those times are blocked out because I'm working and I, I work in the office. So it's like, I'm, I'm also have to like take in account commuting time and stuff. Um, 
when it comes to like school, my classes are in the evenings. My other classes are all asynchronous online. So like the five classes are like asynchronous, asynchronous online. So I'm able to like post the content. Like I still have to meet with my students for office hours and check in on them and stuff. But for the other school, that class is in person. Like it's actually like a, a real life. I got to see the students in real life. I'm like, oh my God, people <laughs> not through a screen. Um, <laughs> that, that class is in person once a week. So it's like, I actually have to go, but it's like not far from my job. So I'm able to like actually go and like talk to the students and stay after with them or whatever. I try to get to campus a little early because my class is not until like 6.45. So if I leave work, I can get to campus. I can just have an hour to myself, maybe eat, go to Starbucks, um, meet with students if I need to. Um, my weekends are kind of like, so I actually had to get a four-day work week for my job. Um, I overwhelmed myself last semester and I didn't realize it. I think it was just so much. I think the pandemic actually hit me last year than it did the first year, like in 2020. I think last year it was like 2021. It was really like, yo, this is really our life. Like they said a couple of months. So it started, it like, it really just like, and I'm gonna be a little vulnerable. Like it put me in like a really depressed mode. Like I was just like, I can't do this. Like I'm away from family. I'm away from friends. Um, like I said, I like reside in the DMV. I went to school out here. So it was like, it's supposed to be lit, but it's like, nobody could come out every week. Somebody got COVID. So it was like, you can't really hang out, yeah. like want to be healthy. I still go in the office, so I can't risk getting sick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was like, it was just so much. And I was like, I hit a point in my life where I was like, I don't want to do none of it. I was like, just uninterested in mad stuff. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do my schoolwork. I don't want to grade your assignments. Like leave me alone. And I realized I was like, yo, relax take a step back. So I, I told my manager, I had to be vulnerable. I'm like, I'm going through some like mental health stuff right now. I don't know what's going on sis, but help me. Like I need help. And she was like, this is your options. Like, and that's why I said like having a good company is really like, it's, it's really P. Did I use that right? Mm-hmm. It's P. baby. <laughs> 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 having a good company is good because the money is cool. But if you don't have somebody who's like, nah, 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 your mental health come first. Like they literally was like, pointing me in the right direction with resources and it was like how can we help you and I was like I can't do five days y'all I, I can't do it I cannot commute five days like I my brain I just can't do it and they was like all right so what you want to do I'm like can I do four days and he was like yeah and I was like for real is that easy? okay like you could do four days like you're you're good like just work your four days so like now Fridays are kind of like my y'all want to meet what's up? Like, I want to talk. And then it's like, I also have like a schedule of things that I do. So it's like, I know every day when I leave work and I come home, it's either if I'm not teaching, um, which is on Thursdays, but like Tuesdays, like Mondays, when I come home, I'll be like, okay, I'll grade this class. Tuesdays, I'll grade this class. Cause then it's, it's a little fair, but I make sure by 8 30 PM or 9 PM, my laptop is closed. I'm not doing no work. Yeah. I'm not, that's, that's just me. Like, I got, I got to put me first. Like, I, I, yeah, said, I set a new rule for that too. Eight o'clock, I, I, I got to shut it down. It. But then I have certain nights where sometimes in the weekends when you know you don't got to wake up early the next day, I would find myself like 1 a.m. I can't sleep anyway. Why would I scroll through TikTok when I could do some work and then save myself the next day? And maybe, you know, maybe I could take a little walk. Like, I could do fun stuff for myself if I get this work done now. But I literally, I, I don't think I answered your question, but I, I don't think I have like a set, schedule I just write down things that I, I that's feasible I'm not one of those people who have a long to-do list and you know damn well you're gonna do two out of the 13 on this list I'm not one of those mm-hmm. people I was split it throughout the week and when it comes to deadlines I don't like if I have an assignment due on Sunday I tell myself it's due Thursday that gives me the freedom to not stress about making that Sunday deadline. That gives me the freedom to, if I do want to look back and edit this paper, which I usually don't, <laughs> I can do that on Friday or Saturday. I give myself like a buffer, right? I don't ever want to be like, okay, it's due Sunday. Let me do it on Sunday. No, I, I give myself deadline, And I've been doing that since high school. Like I just, I don't like deadlines. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> because don't tell me what to do don't tell me i have to do it then <laughs> but i'll yeah. give myself an advanced deadline and sometimes it's a little stressful and then i remember in my head like you know this is not due to like two weeks later but yeah. it's okay that you got it done now that i got mm-hmm. it done and then two weeks later you're good and the one it. reason why i give myself early deadlines is because i learned the hard way that like i was like going through some like family issues and i realized that because your world stopped the world doesn't stop you will still get emails you will still have people who expect you to like um yeah kind of perform at your full potential and i'm like yo bro like i'm going through it right now they're like we don't care sorry but um, basically <laughs> 
what do you mean you need this? But I just told you. Uh, okay. Then I realized that if that stuff don't matter to them, it has to matter to me. And I need to give myself the breathing room for if something happens because we are human and life happens, you know? So you mm-hmm. have to give yourself that room where it's like, F it, I'm just not going to do it. Because guess what? If you take a week off of work and you just say, I'm not paying attention to nothing y'all got going on because I'm going through my own stuff, you have double the work when you come back the following week. And that's just the reality of it. Um, so I kind of just try to put myself in a position where don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me you need this by then. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not going to listen and I'm going to give it to you before then. Because I just like to, I don't like when people are pressing down on my shoulder for deadlines. And mm. I'm super grateful that my, my job isn't like that. They don't, we need this by tomorrow. Like they don't do that. But when it comes to like school, they do that. And my students is like, I'm a student myself. So it's like, if my, if I hand in a, a paper to my professor and you made it due at 11.59 p.m., I want to grade by 12.05 a.m. Since you were so pressed for this deadline. Like, why are you waiting, <laughs> why are you waiting two weeks to, to grade my assignment? But when I was on the other side and I became a professor, I can see why I took two weeks. Yeah. I can see why. <laughs> a lot of, you're not the only student in my class, unfortunately. There's still work that has mm-hmm. to be given and delivered. And then you're still submitting assignments. So it's like, after a while, I think your teaching style kind of changes because you're not just throwing assignments to students so they have something to do. You're actually being more intentional and purposeful with what assignments you're giving like what does this have to do with their their growth and it was a little easier for me to actually like um kind of like give assignments when I realized that I'm in the I'm in the field that they're trying to be in and we don't write papers for the most part (laughs) a lot of it is presentation based you need to know how to communicate and speak to people so I've changed the way I kind of like Yes, you're going to take like quizzes because you kind of have to. But I want more so, I want you to write more discussion boards. I want you to talk to your peers. I want to have dialogue within the classroom. And when it comes to final exams, I want you to do a presentation. Tell me a little bit about what you've learned for real and like apply it to real life scenarios. So I think that once I've kind of like gotten the the grasp of what I'm learning in the workplace and these are students who's going to eventually be where I'm at, I don't want them to not be prepared. Because a lot of us don't really know how to use PowerPoint for real, to be honest. But so this has been a, a good discussion, man. We we're gonna have to bring yeah, you on for part great. two. Well, uh, I do, sure. I was thinking the same thing. Like, it's, it's, it's so much so much more questions I feel like we can ask, especially when it comes to data, data privacy and everything yeah. to that nature. But you know, I just wanna kind of top it off with like you're a data scientist now. Um, you know, we have a lot of people in our Discord. Um, we have a lot of people like um, online and so forth. What advice would you have for somebody who wants to become a data analyst today or a data scientist today? Like, where should they start? Uh, all right. First thing that I would say is definitely do research on which one you want to start off with first. Um, data analysts and data scientists, though they are used interchangeably and it gets me so mad, they're not the same thing. They're literally not the same thing. Um, people people who are data scientists can easily become a data analyst. And same thing if you're a data analyst, you just got to learn a few more skills to become a data scientist. Um, but I would definitely say um, learn a programming language. Um, Python or no SQL is considered a programming language, but learn SQL, mm-hmm. um, one or the other. Um, because when you, you don't have to know them as a data analyst, but when you do learn them, it just makes your job so much easier because you understand where the data is coming from. Like imagine just having data and you just like kind of want to clean this, but you don't know how to, um, as a data analyst, that's so important. And I think that like, even if you learn like SQL, for example, and I've never used Power BI, but I, I use Tableau. Um, when you're doing like the calculations in Tableau, you kind of got to understand programming a little bit. Like you got to understand, like if you're trying to do certain things, like add a new column and stuff, and you're trying to put parameters, you have to know a little bit about coding for it to be a little easier. You can still do it without, but it's like, once you understand the concept of mm-hmm. coding languages, it, it becomes a little easier. Other mm-hmm. thing that I would say is definitely know what area you want to go into. This doesn't have to be concrete, but a data analyst or like the government is different from a data analyst and like the healthcare section is different from retail is different from like you came from a marketing background so like what y'all do as a data analyst is definitely different from what someone else would do in a different field um 
I think the healthcare field is actually something that I will pivot into. This is not about me, but <laughs> it's been so interesting to know that like there's so much data out there in like the medical world that like that part of being a data analyst, I feel like they're up and coming and would pay a lot. Um, so definitely the skills, but also knowing like the difference between which one you want to start off with first, you can do both, but which one you want to start off with first and focus on that. Um, knowing what industry you want to go into. This doesn't have to be concrete, but at least knowing what each industry requires from their data analyst, because it is going to be a little different. Um, and then the fourth one is have fun with it. I feel like a lot of people rush. Mm. I need to do this and learn this, but nah, you're going to be learning every day and that's okay. Don't give yourself a hard deadline and be hard on yourself when you don't meet that deadline. Um, I've had a lot of certifications that says in progress on my resume and it's going to stay like that until I feel like taking it. <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> it's gonna stay like that, but it's I'm not gonna give up. Um, mm-hmm. and then again, like just kind of looking back at like my journey, just be open to if you want to be a data scientist or a data analyst, but a data engineering role opens up and you like, I can kind of learn this, you know, like just be open to to all of those things because at the end of the day, it's like you're gonna end up where you need to be with a purpose and it's gonna come around full circle. It's like mm-hmm. One of the biggest things that I hated when people was telling me, like, just get your foot in the door. It's like, no, it's the wrong door. But it's not <laughs> it's not the wrong door. Like, you get your foot in the door and you just learn so many other positions. And maybe you might realize that, like, maybe I don't want to get into so much of an analytical role. Maybe I just want to be a project manager. I want to tell you what to do. <laughs> that might not be what project <laughs> managers do for real, but you know what I mean. Thanks. <laughs> right. Well, once again, y'all, thank you for tuning in to All About the Data podcast show. Shouts to everyone in the Discord. We 1,400 plus members now continuing to grow. So, um, you know, it's, it's a community that we come together. We help each other. We share resources, provide resources, and we even have some experts in there providing help. And we have our special guest, Patil, is in there as well. So appreciate that. We're going to go ahead and get into our Tech Titan moment. Shanice, talk to the people. Tech Titan. Can I get a drum roll? Our Tech Titan today. I didn't get a drum roll last time. I won't mind. You should have had a pool, Jafar, or Jamar, sorry. Um, But our Tech Titan today is DataViz professional data analyst, Jared Herms. Um, We just want to highlight his contribution to the community um, through his educational Twitter spaces, um, through his black t- his contribution with Black Tides, and just helping mid-level data professionals um, advance forward. So we see the work that you're doing, and we thank you, and we appreciate you, and just keep doing the thing. Big fact. Shout out to Black bah, 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 Tides, bah, bah. too. Shout out to Black Tides. Very powerful community, yeah. for sure. But mm-hmm. so thank you again for joining us. We're going to do part two, so I will be reaching out to, to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, next time I talk me. to you, I'm going to be aware and, about my uh, and, data. You're right around here. You got to come prepared. And, uh, if, if you're, you said you was born in what city? <laughs> nah, ain't worried. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and, and, and if you're open to it, if you're open to it, I actually want to plan a Twitter space with you and several other people that are in data privacy. I think that this is uh, something that we've got to bring to the Twitterverse. So I'll join. Yeah, they got stop, they got stop showing their apartment keys on Twitter. We got to get okay. Man, what you know what? We're gonna talk about this in the next podcast because I'll be yeah. <laughs> stay tuned for part two, ladies. We're gonna, we gonna get to it. But again, shout out to everybody that joined in the All About Data podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. We appreciate y'all for the support, and we are signing yes. out.